Wrote This Shit is a comedy podcast where three friends talk about bad books. Opinions are subjective, but if we hurt anyone's feelings, we are sorry in advance. Also, there are times where we talk about graphic and explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. Okay, welcome to... Who wrote this shit? Where three friends drink bad wine, talk about bad books, and talk about why we make these bad decisions. Also, spoilers, we will ruin the endings of these books for you. Who are we? I'm Erin. I'm Hope. I'm Juniper. And we're reviewing and we these books. With slightly better audio than before, and we apologize profusely for how the first episode sounded. We have a stand microphone now. It's all good. Yes, we can both record our inputs, so it'd be easier for me to edit this later. But now it picks up everything. Get your fucking hand yes, off that. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this episode, we read Monster Whisper by J.B. Trepegnier. Uh, yep. Sure did. So, sure did. <laughs> so, we read it. Oh, so I got to pick the wine this episode. And I picked Yellowtail Chardonnay. With the 13.5% alcohol content. And it is made where it's from Australia slash Southeastern Australia. And it has a 3.2 stars on vivino.com. While I was looking up this wine, I found a, a really good review for it. And Hiccup McMillie Masterson gave it a, a one star. And he says... Show enough, not too fodder this wine. Went through three pairs of my best drawers at one wedding. Me and my unk simp crashed after we each pounded about two of these each. Jesus Christ. <laughs> two bottles, which are 750 milliliters, which is quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a big yeah. Smells like So it's supposedly written. Well, it smells like... Yeah, it's supposedly rich and vibrant with fresh peach and melon flavors and a hint of vanilla. I don't smell any of that. I smell um, kind of get cheap white wine with Ooh. a hint of diesel. Erin, your face <laughs> after you sipped the wine. <laughs> it's really bad. I. I think I liked the aluminum flavor from the last episode okay. better than this. this. It's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. No. I thought it was going to, like, kind of get stuck in the back of my throat. Like, you know how sometimes you can, like, it, you smell it when you, it's just stuck in the back of your nose? Kind of like... If you're sitting at a gas mm -hmm. station and you're inside the car and somebody drives up, starts pumping their diesel truck, and all of a sudden you just start smelling all that diesel, that's this. I think it tastes better than or it smells because definitely, like, it, it tastes 
the the aftertaste is definitely rubbing alcohol but the first your first yeah. taste is pretty fruity i guess i don't get peach or vanilla or any of that but it tastes like a wine i get i get like melon rind peach okay. rind <laughs> i don't <laughs> It's like, okay, I'm going to add on to the diesel um, exhaust. (laughs) The little crusty bits on the little diesel can that's been sitting for way too long. You know, when everything just settles to the bottom. Yeah, the sediment. Yeah, the sediment. Getting a taste of that. (laughs) Okay, uh, so this wine's not great. (laughs) But not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I think... I think it's like a wine. It's not just like this was. I mean, I get shit faced with it's, it at a wedding. It's made. It's not yeah. as robust. It's so I feel like I was definitely prepared because of the high alcohol content. I thought that I was going yeah. to take a taste of it and launch into outer space, but I, you know, the- I've I've tried the canned house wine. Because I used to work at the co-op, you know, so I'd go try their little wine section and they had this house wine that someone told me, it tastes just like juice. It's so dangerous. It's like 12% alcohol tastes just like juice. So dangerous. And so I took it home, took it home and decided I was going to take a little sipsy, little sippy sip. And uh, it it definitely didn't taste like juice, and I don't know why I expected a 12% alcohol canned wine to taste like juice. It tasted like ethanol. It was supposed to be peach flavored. It was not. It was not. Uh, anyways, but I got crunk that night. I turned up, so to speak, as the kids say <laughs> nowadays. Um, and <laughs> you're lit. <laughs> Oh, they don't say turned up anymore. They say lit. Lit as fuck. I was lit Get A with F. And, <laughs> <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time came home who did not drink. He doesn't drink because his mom was an alcoholic. And uh, came home to me just like rolling around the apartment. Like, oh, my arms feel like jelly. <laughs> Anyways, let's see if this can do that. Well, the more I drink it, the more I'm like, okay, with it. See, I'm having the opposite. The more I drink it, the less it tastes good. <laughs> I've had three sips. Oh, well, hold on. Let me try a fourth. Here's the thing. Um. Oh, nope. It gets worse. No, it doesn't. Nope. It gets worse. After the fourth sip, it gets worse. <laughs> I thought that I was doing this, like, gurgling thing as a joke. Yeah. And you know when they kind of swish it in their mouth? It's supposed to, like, bring out notes yeah. of whatever the fuck. Um, it, yeah. It honestly made me want to die. It was really bad, and I want you both to try it. No. No, I really do. I'm not gurgling wine. Please, come on. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> professional wine taster you don't have to be oh wait let's check its legs <laughs> let's check its legs that's what wine tasters oh. do hmm yes, i don't know <laughs> you guys you're supposed know. to slowly swirl it know. not wish it around like it's a clothes washer i don't i don't, I don't, I don't see any legs 
I don't see any legs. White garbage doesn't usually have legs. Mine is garbage. It doesn't usually have legs. Garbage. Yep. It smells like a gas station. Oh, my God. Um, Tell us about the author. So, USA Today bestselling author J.B. Trepigner is a huge liar. She first started lying as a child when someone asked who colored on the walls. She later went on to major in art. Oh, didn't we all? I did. No. I, would, I literally did. I'm not artistic <laughs> enough to do that. So, <laughs> Sorry. She later went on to major in art, so they really should have framed it instead of sending her to the principal's office so many times. Wait, did she... So she drew on the walls at school? Is that what happened? I don't understand that sentence. Okay, well... It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It sounds like she was is, acting out a little bit, and she was drawing on the walls at school. She got sent to the principal's office every once in a while. When she was 14, she wrote a very large lie into several notebooks, which later became her first book, Midnight Sonata. Rather than dabbling in politics mm-hmm. and possibly ending up in jail for lying when it counts or under oath, J.B. chooses to craft elaborate lies into her word documents and use them for entertainment rather than harm because she is really batman just without all the money to fight crime who wrote this that was she did i'm assuming she did because it sounds like her writing you should have just gone to jail (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking at midnight sonata right now 25 dollars on paperback he thought his heart was broken until her music healed his soul. CEO Skylar Remington's heart is broken. Literally, the discovery of potentially fatal condition has run him to ground. Avoiding the press and family concern, he goes into hiding to prepare for surgery in suburban California where he meets a precocious young boy and his mother, a woman whose music and life make him wish his heart was whole. Stop. I'm not going to continue doing Stop. this, but um, that's okay. awful. Oh, God. It has five yeah. out of five stars. We may have to add that How book many to our they? list, you guys. There's one. It's one <laughs> review, and it's five out of five. And it was her mom. Um. <laughs> okay, so the author has oh written God. 46 books so far, and I'm sure there's more where that came from. <laughs> Peppa. Peppa. <laughs> oh man, okay, so what does the cover look like? It's actually pretty cool looking. It's pretty neat looking. Uh, yeah. It's a demon looking lady that's covered in black and red markings. There's something on top of her head, which I think is either her hair or just a head topper. It looks like a ripoff of the insidious monster art. I am not wrong I mean, about it- that. I am not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it it looks pretty sick. Like it, it's very disappointing that the book wasn't we, better. That like this book cover has like conned people into reading it. Yeah, I'm not sure where she got the art. Yeah, I'm going out on a limb and I'm gonna say that she probably just got it from one of those open source art I'm places. Assuming so. Actually, Online. I I wanna I wanna see. I wanna see. You could probably oh. just reverse Google search the um, cover photo and see what comes up. It'll probably go back to an open source website. You're saying that like I know how to reverse search. Yeah. Oh, they're horns. They're oh. horns. 
Horns, yeah. They're horns. You just can't tell because the background is black and the horns are black. Mm-hmm. One of the peeps from Star Wars. There's that. But do you guys remember the insidious monster I'm talking about? I don't ever remember watching that. No. Well, anybody listening knows what insidious is and knows what I'm talking about. It's what it is. I'm also going to look. I can't find the photographer. Oh, <laughs> it does look like the insidious I told you. Well, I haven't seen it. I don't know. So I looked it up instead. (laughs) I'm feeling it. I'm getting warm. Getting real warm. Are you? I'm not. Anyway, shall we continue? All right, Juniper, what did the back of the book say? My clients (laughs) at my vet clinic have always called me an animal whisperer. I've never questioned it until I started hearing monsters too. A man came in right at closing with a sick dog. The dog told me why he was sick and I was able to treat him. I had no idea his owner would kidnap me. I had no idea his owner had an entire dungeon of monsters he wanted me to treat. I've met a minotaur, a mysterious kraken, a phoenix, and this really massive spider. I can hear them too. If monsters are real and I can talk to them, then what am I? Spoiler alert, you're apparently a princess. No, she's not a princess, Hope. She's the daughter to a duke. Is that not the same? No. No. Is the duke a cousin? No, they're like, it's like, so you have your, your king, your prince, and then you have, and then the dukes usually related some way to the, to royalty. Like a cousin or a, so like, aunt. Yeah. They, they, are, they could become king. Dukes are basically landlords. Everybody that lives no, on their land has to pay rent to them, but they also have to take care that's, of everybody on their land. Those are dukes, those are earls, those are barons, um, viscounts, marquis, anyone with a title are given land and people that have to pay rent to them for working on the land that those people are given. Dukes are just the highest of the rank before you get to actual royalty. So, what happens at the beginning, we meet our main character, River. We don't know what she looks like. Zero description of anything. Um, She's just hot. And we don't know that she's hot until, like, from another perspective in the book. Like, we have no idea what she looks like up until, like, halfway through. So, we meet River. She's a veterinarian, and she's a veterinarian because she can talk to animals. She has no Sound other qualifications. Enough reason. She can just talk to no. animals. She went to she vet can just talk school. To animals, she talks so be- about that. Right, she went to vet school because she can talk to animals. It made sense. That's the only reason why she... It makes sense. Makes sense. Then she's working on a Sunday, which is only for emergencies. Uh, and then she gets like this weird ass phone call. And this guy's like, are you open? She's like, yeah, but it's only for emergencies only. And he's like, uh, it's an emergency. Oh, you can bring your dog in then. Great, it'll be there in like two minutes. <laughs> and then some, and then like a windstorm happens or something happens. And there's like a guy, two guys with a black dog that's not feeling super great and we don't know what any of these guys look like uh they're both tall dark and dangerous looking and good looking right spoiler everybody in this book is delicious looking they're all fucking hot they're all hot you're not they all want river you're not allowed to be in this book unless you're fucking smoking yeah even the guy hephaestus who's supposed to not be good looking is fucking smoking Mm -hmm. smoking hot there's there's a lot of objectifying happening in this book yeah, but and superficially, it, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get to it. Okay, so one of the guys, the owner of the dog, says his name is Pluton. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Some, something like that. It's not a name. It's a great name. That's, I just wanted him to be named Pluto. <laughs> it would have made so much sense because Pluto I wonder what planet is named after the god of the underworld. I, yeah. The god of death. Every time I read Pluton, I read it Pluto, so. Yeah, it makes, it makes so much more sense. Pluton sounds like what an electron would be. <laughs> Something like that. It sounds like what an electron would be super duper sexually attracted to. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good one, Jennifer. <laughs> They've got to be attracted so, to something, am I right? Yeah. You got your but sexual. You got your electron. You got your neutron. Your protons. Uh, what's the positive one? Protons. Now you have your pluton. <laughs> Which is just the sexual tension. <laughs> this is the sexual tension. And the makeup of the universe. We figured it out. The meaning of life is Pluton. The missing link. <laughs> the missing link. The answer was never 42 to life, you guys. It was always Pluton. It was Pluton the whole time. <laughs> We're probably oh my grossly okay. misunderstanding the name. I'm sure that it has some mythological origin. <laughs> and we're just it doesn't. butchering it. It doesn't. It makes it has no relevance to Greek mythology. Okay. Like River in this book says that she took Greek mythology in college first semester. Like that was my whole high school career and part of my college was like Greek mythology because I liked reading about how Hera would just fuck up Zeus whenever he went out mm -hmm. and was like, "I want to bang that." Well, okay. and on that note, I felt like this entire book, I know we haven't gotten through the entire plot yet, the premise or whatever, but I felt like this mm -hmm. entire book was just a giant high school level understanding of Greek mythology and... I got more understanding in my high school than this than JB yeah, did, apparently. because in a lot of the reviews, what you see is like, I thought this was going to be really fun. It was going to be like a cool Greek mythology kind of book, a new take on Greek mythology that could be really fun. And then they're like, but it missed the mark. And I can totally identify with that because I went into this like, oh, it's going to be a fun take, a sexy take on right. Greek mythology. And then mm -hmm. you read it and it it has a pretty shallow understanding of Greek mythology to begin with. And it doesn't really... It just has the... It doesn't go beyond names. The... There's nothing... Yeah. Nothing it's... like especially enthralling about the Greek mythology component. It's it's the bare minimum of understanding the Greek mythology. And Greek mythology is really complicated, which makes it so interesting to like read and to learn about. Mm -hmm. And it's, this is just so, because I love mythology. I love Celtic mythology, Greek, Roman, you know, Germanic. Like it's all interesting to me how all these beliefs came about and like what their stories were. And this just completely shat all over it. Yeah, so I would compare this, I would say this is akin to my expectations when I went into Aquaman versus the reality of what Aquaman was. <laughs> resignation on your face 
I went into Aquaman <laughs> wanting it to be like a cool mashup of mythology about Atlantis. Because frankly, right. we need a little bit more Atlantis in our lore, in our life. It's one of the more... Um, yeah. One of the more interesting mythologies out there, but we don't we don't really talk about it much. Instead, we got Jason Momoa, which praise Jason Momoa. <laughs> praise be to Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but okay, we so form the religion Jason Momoa. For the fellow nerds out there, Jason Momoa went from Stargate Atlantis, even though the mythology behind Stargate Atlantis had nothing to do with any like real lore behind Atlantis. It had such intricate, interesting mythology behind the story. So he went from Stargate Atlantis to Aquaman, mm -hmm. where Atlantis was, no, was just from... the backdrop for the action movie. No, he went from Atlantis to Game of Thrones, dying of magic, then to Merman. Okay, but I've not watched Game of Thrones. I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones. You don't need to. No, yeah, you don't need to. I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones. I pretend he wasn't in it. I know, you don't I know need it's to. what like shot him into the spotlight, but he really started. He was so good. He really it. started on so Stargate good. Atlantis, and I think you should probably watch Stargate Atlantis, Aaron. Um, anyways, so I barely just started watching Stargate. Ooh, we should have a chat about that. Um, <laughs> anyways, so he went from this like super saturated lore in Stargate Atlantis to Aquaman, and Aquaman was just an action movie where they were under the water the whole time. And and I know it's just supposed to be DC, I, I, but I don't know what I was expecting. It just wasn't that crap. And I'll die on that hill. I'm going to bring this back to um, the subject matter. Yeah, let's... Um, so yep. Pluton is a rock intrusion. Yep, it's a what? It's a rock intrusion. It's a what? It's an intrusion within rocks. And there's a, a few I feel types like as of an archaeologist. You should have already known that archaeology, not geology. Same difference. You have to know rocks. I mean, I, right? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. You have to know the difference between a rock and a fossil, I guess. That is paleontology. <laughs> a rock and an artifact. <laughs> a rock and an artifact. Assured. You know. Although in my geology classes, we did always lick it to see if it stuck to your tongue. Oh hell's yeah. Ugh. That is a fossil. <laughs> oh my if it God. sticks, it's a fossil. <laughs> don't take any deep breaths. Oh you don't God. want to inhale that. Mm. And it has oh a slight God. taste of um, the blood of my enemies. <laughs> oh, this is like okay. the Anthropocene. Let's get, let's get back. Okay, shut up. Let's go back. <laughs> this is how badly we hated the book. Because you don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Because literally everything else is more interesting. <laughs> you will literally talk about licking rock instead of talking about this book. Okay, where did <laughs> we end off? Fucking rock she, of this book. she looks, she takes a look at the dog, right? Okay, she starts talking to the dog and asking him why he doesn't feel good. And we find out it's because Pluton has been seasoning the food with people seasonings. Like garlic and salt and pepper. Because... Onion. He doesn't want to feed him flavorless food. So she tells Pluton to stop and gives the dog something for his upset 
thumb. When she figures it out, figures it out, and she tells Pluton what's going on, she chews him out for feeding his dog food with human seasonings that could kill his dog. Okay. And then Pluton was like, great, thanks for telling me. And then he knocks her out and kidnaps her. So he doesn't even ask how, he, how what, she How does he knock her out again? He, like, he already knew. We find out later on in the book, he already knew that she could talk to animals. That's why he went to her in the first place. So much I paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> I did the speed read. Yeah. I did the speed read for this whole fucking thing. If I couldn't keep up, I didn't know what I was didn't. happening. Look at why look at all of my tabs. I ran out of three dicky note tabs. You wasted so thingies. much money on that three. or that paperback book. Uh, look, I credit where credit's due. She wrote a bad book, but she published it. Okay? She deserves some compensation and she's only getting like 20% anyways. It's all going to Amazon. So, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm getting my... I'm using my Kindle next time because I don't... The next one isn't on Kindle. Do that. FYI, we have to order it. Oh, I think it's $1.99 for I'll paperback. Instantaneously. Is $1.99? Yeah, what did I say? Paperback. Paperback. I'm not paper wrong. Book. Which paper... All books are I made mean, of paper. part of the construction of the book. But the technical term is paperback. Thank you for that. Um, keep going. Juniper, are you already drunk? Oh my god, we hate this book so much. We do not want to talk about it. <laughs> What's next on the agenda? And um, look, uh, okay, let's see. Um, so then River wakes wakes up in a room. Okay, um, the author. This is what drove me nuts. All right, and like when it was like a paragraph after another paragraph, she described the room that she's in as ornate fairy tale and like fantasy those were the only descriptors we got of what the room looked like i had no visualization to help me figure out like what does this room look like what does she feel like like what i'm so what am i supposed to be experiencing well that's a common like it made me so mad that's a common theme throughout the book everything is so surface yep. level that it's just Everything is told to you. It's told to you. You don't experience it. You don't feel it. You can't see it. Like well, she doesn't describe you don't anything. Smell it? No. And it's so infuriating. Um, really takes you out of the book. It does. Sorry, Stephen just texted me that him and his wife and his new baby made it home safe. So if you ever listen to this, congratulations, Stephen, on your baby boy, John. Wee. We you made it to fatherhood. And your baby is not ugly, um, which you cannot say about most babies. Most babies are ugly. That's a pretty cute baby. Yeah, it is. Right? And I hate kids. I hate babies. Yeah, I hate babies. I'm a baby hater. Hate. <laughs> babies are gross. I had to babysit a few babies in my time. Cleared that right yeah. up for mm -hmm. me. That's why I waited to have sex till I was older. Because I don't want a fucking baby yes. when I was like ever you want amazing birth control become a lifeguard yeah yeah become a lifeguard be <laughs> a swim instructor for yeah. these monsters mm -hmm. you will never want to have children there's only two camps you either will never have children ever because you've experienced that or you always wanted yeah. kids, and it just established in your psyche that you will forever love the idea of having children despite what you have been through. 
and God bless those people. They're keeping this world populated. Yeah, no, I think it's really, if someone wants to have a baby, I think congratulations to them, you know? I think it's exciting for them. And as long as it's not mine, great. My two cents on the matter. Oh my God, I really. So many kids that don't have homes. Why make your own when you can just get in one that's on the Juniper, you disappeared into the background. <laughs> I couldn't see you for a while. Anyways, let's continue on about this book we Oh my god. Okay, where did I leave? The off? most okay, environmentally friendly thing you can do is not like. have children. I want everyone to know that. The most environmentally friendly thing you can ever do <laughs> is not have another child. You can go foster. You can adopt. You can do whatever. Anyways. Or Jeez. if you want your own kid, make sure you source them reliably. <laughs> oh I don't know. Okay, I'm no, it's called it's called zero environmentally. population growth. It means you only have one child that will take you take over for you, take your place in the world, and you'll have another child to take your spouse's or partner's place in the world. Zero population growth. No, That's no. I only do fair trade. We're not children. here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> fair trade is the way to go. We only source fair trade okay. children here, if not direct trade. We only not support as good as fair direct trade, trade here. mind you, but we we support fair trade children here. If that baby does not have a stamp Locally of a frog children on its only. butt, it's not good enough for me. If you didn't go to the co-op. Or your local, what's it called? Co-op. <laughs> Farmer's, Farmer's market. market <laughs> to lo- get your children. Locally grown. Locally grown, locally sourced. <laughs> All the people. We're done. We're not talking about this anymore. We're done. All the people. List any if there's any people listening to this are like, what's more local than my fucking loins? <laughs> that is locally sourced for sure. Organic. Oh my. Okay. okay. We're done. Okay. We're moving on. Okay. okay. We hate this book. <laughs> we really don't want to talk okay. about this. So she sees the, she wakes up in a room. No one knows what it looks like. The dog she took care of is now three-headed and named Cerberus. And Pluton walks in and introduces himself as Hades. River gets so mad that he kidnapped her that she punches him in the face. And he says that he deserved it. And Cerberus tells River that he's surprised that Hades doesn't kill her right then and there. Because that's what Hades does, apparently. He is king of the underworld. Oh, God. I hate this book so much. Also, this is, like, another thing that plays throughout the story is that River is supposed to be, like, this really strong, independent, takes no shit kind of female. But there's no shit for her to not take. Well, you know what I mean? It's like just, there's there's no she's super comfortable other than being taken by Hades. She's super comfortable being manhandled for sure. Yeah. What is it called? Um like Beauty and the Beast. I had and a Stockholm Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. I always want to call it Munchausen for some reason. I, I don't think want to call it Sherlock syndrome. <laughs> That's completely different. I wouldn't even call it Stockholm. She was just, like, totally because okay with what was going on. 
immediately. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to take care of his monsters. He takes... He, so he tells her that he kidnaps her too because his monsters are forced to fight and that they're stuck in their monster forms because Demeter, who is his wife's mother, so his mother-in-law, pers- uh, put a collar around the monster's neck that was made by Hephaestus, who is stuck in the mountain. So what happens, we learn within the first five chapters, is Demeter kidnapped Persephone, Hades' wife, because during one of Persephone's visits because Persephone didn't want to leave Hades and Demeter hates Hades for some god awful reason I don't remember it's different in the book than it is in the myth yeah and I just want to say right now I've only ever seen Persephone written and for my entire life have been saying Persephone so (laughs) it's Persephone I've definitely just been saying Persephone this is not Persephone (laughs) No, I was hoping I had that conversation the other night. Thank you for that clarification. Um, I've been reading, if anybody hasn't, a fantastic webtoon is uh, Lore of Olympus. And for the entirety of Lore of Olympus, I've been calling the main character Persephone. Fuck me. This isn't the first time it's been one of those situations where I've only read something and not known how it's said out loud and then been embarrassed about how I say it. So, I mean, but it's one of those things where you've never heard it said out loud, so how would you know? It doesn't keep anyone from laughing at me. <laughs> like, what is it? A Wall Nation? Hope, <laughs> weren't you in my in the myth class with me, the Greek mythology Bitch, I class? I took science fiction class. I didn't take mythology. Oh, never mind. That was someone else. Sorry. Yeah, I took science fiction cuz it's better. Her name's Persephone. Well, I've been calling her Persephone. I also called A Wall Nation the band Owl Nation for a long time. Yeah. So is that not how I you think say? it's A Wall? I I got laughed at because I said Owl Nation, and then an ex was like, "You idiot! It's a, it's it's A Wall Nation because his dad went A Wall or some shit like that." I don't know. That's for what? another therapy visit. That's the dumbest let's, thing I've ever let's heard. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so Demeter. Forces the monsters to have them put the collars on themselves because she threatened to kill Persephone in front of them. So then she kidnapped her and this is where also, we're Also, I thought that Demeter so was Demeter. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to call them that from now on. They're no longer per- Persephone or Demeter. It's now Persephone. Persephone. Demeter. <laughs> explains the the sitch as Kim possible would say uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I think I'm drunk now <laughs> um we meet Hemon the Minotaur Pavlina a black widow Demos a phoenix and Trifon a kraken and he, and then, ha- so Hades tells River that he wants to make their imprisonment more comfortable, and if River could talk to them and ask them what they needed to feel more comfortable. Aww. 
Oh, I guess she doesn't find guy. out. And well, it's very what nice a of him, guy. right? Kidnapped well, so, someone and then imprisoned so we, all these monsters. What a great guy! I think I'll stay here. I think I'll stay here. <laughs> he didn't imprison them. It was Demeter, Demeter imprisoned them. <laughs> also, you know, yep. I've always said it. <laughs> Demeter, <creepy>. not correct. <laughs> I could. I could. You not be serious. I'm Erin, get it together. Oh my god, I was scream laughing. I had to take my microphone away from my mouth. Oh my god, my abs hurt. Creaking. I think that's your Minnesotan accent coming out. Uh, it's a Midwestern accent, Erin. I expect you to say sorry Same about difference. that. Sorry, and you better not make fun of my creaking. <laughs> and Dimitri. Oh my god, okay. Demeter. 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 Persephone. Persephone, get over here, Demeter. Okay. Oh, oh my god. This is how badly we don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, this is hard. Oh, fuck, where was I? Oh. Okay, so it's after she gets introduced to the monsters that Hades explains everything to her. Demeter also captured the other monsters, so all the monsters that were killed by the demigods are in the underworld, right? Or Tartarus? And so she makes them fight to the death against each other. And her first night there is Camon's fight. And so River and Hades goes to watch. And Camon has to fight against a friend that he doesn't want to kill but it's between him and oh god and his friend okay <laughs> and they're they're um fighting to death to the death because of what the rumors of the call okay so there's rumors that the callers demeter, demeter. it's demeter, demeter. juniper demeter. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Demeter. I keep trying to I, I think her I think her name correctly but I'm saying it incorrectly and it's messing You're me welcome. up welcome <laughs> so Demeter set, told the monsters that if they didn't fight the collars will blow up so they can't so the collars can't doesn't allow the monsters to use their magic or transform back into their human form they're stuck in their monster form. And she and River's the only one that can talk to them because they can only talk to each other in their minds. Okay. So that is the beginning to like the middle end of the book. So at this point in the book, Kamon's fighting a monster he's friends with. He doesn't want to prolong the fight because River is watching and he kills his monster friend. Also, River is given a pendant by which to help cover up her magical half so that Demeter, Demeter, <laughs> can't sense it if the two women ever run into each other. After the fight, River lets 
Come on, borrow her shower to clean up after the fight. I just want to say... Yeah, this is the scene you were talking yeah, about, so right, Juniper? I, it, one of the problems that I have with this book is that, first of all, it doesn't really describe anything, right? We've talked about that already. Um, but it... Right. You know, she doesn't... But I, I was going to say when it came to the fight scene, she didn't, like, build up the tension. She didn't, like, build up, like, the anger and the frustration. Like, what does the arena look like what does it smell like what are what is she hearing like what like what am i supposed to be experiencing because you're gonna put something in the first person like it's even more important Mm -hmm. to put those those descriptors yeah all we really know is that who he's fighting against is a giant that's all we know and that he's a friend that's it yeah and probably fuckable that's all we know probably according to they all are sure as shit i just didn't get i mean her apartment, I'm doing quotes here, um, is directly, like, adjacent to the dungeon. And then... I don't well, know the location that, of anything. Yeah, like, is it like down, down the hall? hall? Because it says, like, her room is but in a castle. Like on the same level. She just... My point... Like, her room's, like... My point like, is... Or is it, like, down below? My point is, first of all, that <laughs> the monsters are allowed to freely roam and like because they're always in her room somehow and (laughs) no it's just it's just kimon and demos um it's pretty sure they all wanted to fuck her no they all want to fuck her but the only two that can fit in her room is kimon and demos in their monster forms trifon is a huge fucking crack and he says he won't be able to fit Pavlina's butt's too big to get the in most there. Most important so. part, Sam. Okay, Jesus. I paid way too much attention to this book. Like it pisses Anyways, me off. My point is that she sucks at describing, <laughs> but coincidentally, the room is close enough that anybody can get in. Close enough to the dungeons, and then the dungeons right. are obviously close to the fighting arena. But it really takes you Are- out of yeah. the storytelling when she just doesn't describe anything. Like the only thing that I can like compare it to is like yeah. a 2D picture. She just doesn't do anything with what she has cuz it's all a lie, remember? I wouldn't call it a 2D picture. I I'd call it it's like the beginning of a of it's like this first sketch which is 2d right it's uh you have the outlines but 2d could be colored in could have 2D those specifically does not have, have the lighting dimensions. and stuff this is why i failed no, art because I, mean, I did not I pay attention so basic <laughs> you yes you can fail art <laughs> i did how the fuck did I, I did. you fail art yeah you didn't fail, otherwise you wouldn't have graduated. You didn't turn in up. your assignments, did you? I did. No, I did. They were just okay. so fucking bad. The art teacher asked me to not come to his class <gasps> next year. I refuse <laughs> to believe you. No. Oh, I no. did. He did. <laughs> like, it's not me hating on my own artwork, you guys. Like, the art teacher in high school told me to oh not God. sign up for his class That's amazing. next semester. He was, he was kind of a dick, ever though. pleasant to me. No, that's because you guys are good after at art. After the fight, River lets Kimon borrow her shower to clean up after the fight. <laughs> 
This is the first scene where River is oogling after Kimon after he steps out of the shower. Just because he has the head of a bull doesn't mean he doesn't have a human body. Oh my god. Wait. Hey, sorry, I read that wrong. Doesn't mean his yeah, human body wrong. isn't hot. Doesn't mean his <laughs> human did. body isn't hot, right? <laughs> I hate that so much. Dumos gets mad and accidentally <laughs> sends a spark at River. So, but it doesn't bother her. She said that fire never bothered her. Dumos flies out of her room. Never real- bothered me anyway. Just kind of like the cold never bothered me anyways. <laughs> Demos flies out of her room real quick because he's afraid of her. They later find out that she can produce green fire, but they don't know any monster that can produce that kind of fire. This scares Demos even more, so he flies away from her. We also learn that at this point in the story, everyone thinks River is hot, except for Hades. (laughs) And he wants... (laughs) Except for Hades. (laughs) That's supposed... And he wants to do. What is? And he wants. They oh, want and to he do wants her. To That's do my her. bad. Can't be. They want Hades to do her. Hades does not want. Hades does not want. Who needs a woman this named River when you have a woman named Persephone? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, editing it. So- <laughs> I know. Uh, <clears throat> they all want their collars off so they can each seduce her. <clears throat> the monsters learn that Hades is going to send scouts out to find out where Persephone is. <laughs> Persephone. So River has this great idea to sneak Demos <laughs> out because he's the best scout ever. So come on, Cerberus, and River sneak. <laughs> the, okay, sorry, sorry. Sneak Demos out without telling Hades. Later that evening, Hades comes down to the jail and finds out that Demos is missing. River tells him that he's scouting because the other scouts would have been found. And then Demeter. (laughs) Demeter! Demeter! Would know what Hades is doing. Oh my god. Also, she gets mad that Hades won't tell her what she is, because her biological father wants to tell her himself and is trying to get permission to visit the underworld. We also learn that River has the power to find missing items or missing information oh, because when he's asked in a hell. question. Then Hades tells them, what? Isn't that the dumbest thing ever? All Isn't of her powers are fucking stupid. She really She's is. She's a total Mary Sue. I don't, like, you know, David and I were talking about this. I was like, you know what would have been cool? If there was, like, an extent to her powers. Like, you could ask her anything except, like, about herself. Like, if you asked her who your dad is, and then she, like, does that weird thing she does with her eyes, and she's like, yeah, cannot answer. <laughs> it's like a magic eight ball. <laughs> she can't answer things about herself. Yeah! She's a fucking magic eight ball. Please concentrate harder. Ask again later. Yeah, I... I think that a lot of books kind of fall into that trap where, like, they they start writing themselves into a corner because at yeah. a certain point, what can't the main character do, right? And and in these books, it's always... <clears throat> yeah. The books right. are always 
uh, working up to this giant climax where the main character is the only one, but they struggle for whatever reason the entire time. Like, and then finally the climax happens, and the main character just destroys everything, and they do what they're supposed to do, but the entire book was about how they could do literally everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> a Mary Sue. A Mary Sue is a character that it's like, can so literally do everything and there's no repercussions. that I absolutely love, 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 love. And I'm forgetting the author right now, but um, the book series is called Poison Study. And the first book is chef's kiss mm -hmm. brilliant beautiful different than anything you've ever watched or watched uh, read and it's it's just <laughs> yeah i don't think you can watch a book but well, i mean starting, i guess you could watch so the book. first book is immaculate there's nothing wrong with it loved it so much and then the second book it starts being super just like you said the main character turns into a mary sue and not that the book isn't enjoyable yeah. after that, but to a certain extent, you're sitting there like, well, what can't the main character do? And it gets really annoying and tedious. Yeah. Yeah. It it becomes boring. That character is no longer yeah, and it's, a, it's an definitely imperfect human a tragedy My favorite... as far as like the storytelling goes, because the plot is so original and so great. Yeah. And then the main character yeah it's and i think it's, it. it's a trap that a lot of authors fall into and i think that's what a lot of authors forget is like your character should be flawed there should be something that that costs them that perfection you know what mm -hmm. i meant you know what i mean like that power yeah uh, yeah so and there's there's i don't think so, like, I think it'd be interesting, like, the more River uses her power, uh, the more her demon side consumes her human side. You know, that's the cost of using her power. It's it's not just strictly straight, hum like, Instead half human, half demon. Miss, like, there's a cost. Half human, demon, hot, perfect. Can do everything. Yeah. Yeah, can do everything. Exactly. Like, there's there's a cost to her power. I mean, maybe there's something like that in the second book. I don't want to fucking read maybe. it. But maybe there's something in the second book where it's like I that. Highly doubt but it. I, I, I doubt, doubt it. it too. I uh, looked up the Poison <laughs> Study series just because um, I wanted to get the author. And it's by Maria V. Snyder. And I highly mm -hmm. suggest people checking out the Poison Study series because it's excellent. You know what? But Marissa Myers really wrote the Lunar Chronicles. I super enjoyed Winnie the Pooh. I you know what? It... Let's leave our suggestions <laughs> to the end of this. <laughs> I think it has a lot of life lessons. <laughs> and it's really eloquent in uh, especially the main character Pooh. <laughs> oh, bother. Oh, bother. Oh, my God. I'm out of honey. Oh, bother. Uh, River tells mm. him that he's scouting because other scouts would have been found. And then Demeter... I can't fucking say that name anymore. Demeter! Say it wrong, Juniper. It's Demeter. I can't say it anymore! 
Demeter. 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 My name is Demeter. Demeter Jimmy John. Stop it. You're confusing my brain. (laughs) She gets mad that Hades won't tell her what she is because her biological father wants to tell her himself and is trying to get permission to visit the underworld. We also learn that River has the power to find missing items or missing information when asked a specific question. Then Hades tells them that Demos is supposed to fight Harpy, so Pavlina is fighting it instead. So Pavlina fights the Harpy that cheated on her and kills her because the Harpy asked her to. What a clusterfuck. The problem with this book, and honestly, <laughs> oh my god, this book could have been written in 50 pages. It yeah. could have been a short story. It would have worked fine. I don't know why she's, if you're not going to be, so the whole point of a novel is to be, dist- is to be descriptive, right? You're supposed to give, like, you give time to build characters, you give time to, like, build the world and the rules. I just got distracted by something shiny on my wall. You guys go ahead and talk. with this book is that it has zero description. There's, it's so superficial and everything is so fast. Everything is so superficial. <laughs> everything is so past face. Okay. Fast. Everything past is face? So fast paced and choppy and it takes forever (laughs) to get anywhere but at the same time nothing happens it it doesn't the action happens but you're you're just like a a passerby like you're not even a stand a bystander in the story like you're not even stopping to watch it like you're literally just walking by as it happens and it's done bullet train and that's it (laughs) I'm amazed this book yeah. is so long. Right. It just zooms by. Oh my god, it's too long. It's, it's... I'm not. And to piggyback <gasps> off of what's already been said, my big comment for this entire book, and probably a lot of the books that we're going to read for this um, series, that the cadence and rhythm of all of the ri- writing was completely off. And we also saw this when Juniper and I stuck it into Word to check what the readability level was, which was 3.3. So someone with a third or fourth grade level understanding is presumably supposed to be able to understand what's going on. Um, Also, what we learned from sticking it into Word, which isn't the end-all be-all, obviously, but what we also learned was that Microsoft yeah. and any other, like, Grammarly or whatever had a huge issue with the way this book was written. And hope we're not even done talking about what happens. We haven't even made it down to, like, our final Oh, my thoughts. God. Hurry the fuck up. Don't get there yet. Fine. Oh, my Talk God. She meets her dad and he's a duke. <laughs> That's not what happens. We meet Demeter after the fight to see why Demos wasn't fighting. River puts on a show asking Demeter for help. She whispers to Demeter that she wants to talk to... <laughs> it's Hephaestus. I spelled his name like 10 different Hephaestus. ways. <laughs> but it's Hephaestus. <laughs> 
the guy who made the monster collars to make her a tool to kill Hades so she can escape him and go back home. Demeter tells her that she'll pick River up in three days. (laughs) Demeter picks up River and they go to Hephaestus' mountain. Also, Hephaestus is hot, (laughs) like everyone else. He goes... He didn't know I'm have had too much drink to read this. Also, wait. He didn't know the collars would work, and oh only to keep them in their monster forms. But they can do ev- everything else. He gives River a vial to help break the magic on the collars, but it's only enough for ten monsters. River also gets a walkie-talkie because Hephaestus is now helping because he says it's his fault. Also, he gave her a knife to stab Demeter. She's done there, and she shows Demeter's (laughs) army lady her knife. Demeter then shows up with Hellhound. The Hellhound is from River's dad's realm and is wanting to help. Demeter returns River back to the underworld saying that she'll return in three days. And she pours the liquid in the vial, and all the monsters turn into hot people. (laughs) I don't know, I was trying to do Midwestern. (laughs) Look, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that we are making this story sound interesting. It's really not. Demeter returns back to the underworld saying that she'll return in three days and she pours the liquid in the vial and all the monsters turn into hot people. River's dad shows up. His name is Barbatos. The Duke of Hell. So she's half demon royalty and that's where the book ends. Actually, the book ends like this. Wait, what? No, no, no. I have it. it. It literally ends with this. My dear, I'm Barbados, a duke of hell. Not only are you half demon, but you are also demon royalty. <laughs> Say what now? Sorry. Who knew that Barbados was <laughs> the demon royalty? Barbados? Barbados. Barbados. Barbados like barbecue. Barbados. It's a T. Barbados. Barbados. It's Barbados. Marbaduke? Okay. I think you guys are about as drunk as I was last time. All right, let's talk about what we wrote down. (laughs) What did we like about the book? I said the story concept itself is very interesting. If it had been written better, it would have been an awesome story. Because who doesn't like a Greek mythology-based story? Because this could have been really interesting. Very disappointed. Uh, The main problem that I have is I didn't think the plot was that interesting. I thought it was, I'm going to say this word over and over again, but everything about it, even the plot, was super superficial. (laughs) No, I totally agree. Everything was super um, superficial. Yeah, bare bones. I think the attraction to this story is the Greek mythology mm-hmm. and the lore behind it. But I think that's all that attracts people to this. So I, it's kind of a trap because you yep. come for the Greek mythology and then you read it and you're just 
little bit upset and disappointed a lot of yeah and really disappointed because it had it had potential to be good it just wasn't and i think if they had the author had taken more time to really really flesh out the plot and the um, characters yeah the characters and the um story i think it could have been better i think all in all the pieces just weren't there because all she had was greek mythology barely any greek mythology like barely high school level and that's all she had the author had so um i i don't know how this could have been better I, i think bare bones the premise is okay yeah I compared this to a university textbook. Not an interesting textbook, like a organic chemistry textbook. Juniper, I would have rather read my microbiology textbook over this book. This was more boring than my microbiology textbook. I would have rather read the textbook my professor assigned to us because they wrote it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) I also compared this book to Bad Sex. Should have been some foreplay. You know what I mean? They should have toyed with us. They should have flirted with us. They should have, you know, gotten gotten us interested, you know? Like, start getting us hot and bothered. They went in dry. He didn't. Went in dry. There's no. This person has never heard of foreplay. They just shoved it right up in there without any preparation of any kind. It's like sticking a tampon in and taking it out way too early. (laughs) It just hurts. I felt that. Oh man. And there was no climax. There wasn't. You know. There wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't even no build up. No climax. No foreplay, no build-up, no climax. It was bad. There wasn't even, like, it's supposed to be, like, a sexy book. And it wasn't. Well, and it kept calling it a harem. And I get it because all the monsters are in love with River, so it is. Because all the monsters want to be with her, and she wants to be with all of them, so I get that. But where's the sexy times? And this is... This is me um, not understanding, like, harems and and kink and anything like that. But this is what I was expecting. Boning? There should have been boning, yeah. There should have been. It would have made so much more... There, there should have been an orgy of some kind. You know what I'm saying? Because at least then you could say... Oh, this is like a sexy harem Greek mythology book, but instead we got this. Yeah. Yeah. There was no payoff. <laughs> Zero payoff. No climax. And yeah, the one sexy bad. moment when Kimon came out of the shower was very uncomfortable for me to read. And yes. I I don't under like I don't understand why it was uncomfortable for me to read, but I think it was because like I don't know the way she she talks about it, so factual and. Unfeeling. Let me tell you why. <laughs> tell me why. 
<laughs> Tell me why, Juniper. <laughs> I want you to whisper it in my ear. Because it tiptoed on. Because it tiptoed on bestiality. <laughs> Ew, don't make wet sounds in my ear. <laughs> Fucking sicko. <laughs> Seriously, though, this is the thing. I I thought about this a lot. Okay. Look, some people might like interspecies loving. Yeah. But for me, it makes it really uncomfortable because what are monsters except for animals? Right. And if humans are fucking animals, what is it but bestiality? And then, okay, but here's the thing. I don't want to tread on anybody's... Little toesies. Little toesies. I think... <laughs> do you think if they had been, like... Like, say if it was, like, a were-kraken, would that have been better? I mean, he technically is, like, right? Because he changes from kraken to human. Yeah. But not when the moon is out. But, I mean, like, it's still also, the same she's, thing. She's definitely, like, sexually attracted to their animal form forms like yeah full yeah. stop she is sexually attracted to his tenties they feel real good on her legs no, and I her don't waist think she was ever, i don't think she was ever sexually attracted to the kraken she was definitely sexually attracted to the minotaur oh yeah because he was the only one that had like a part of his body. human body right because all yeah. it, the well, only thing that he had was, was the bullhead the rest of yeah. him is human, so there there was nothing animal in the parts that matter. That makes me feel really gross to say that. Which is also pretty, um, it's convenient. Yeah. That he can be in his animal form and still fuck. So let's, let's <laughs> decide right now. Is this book a satire? Or was the author actually no. trying to write a good book? No, they were trying to write a good book. Okay. They were trying to write a good book and they haven't, they haven't, their writing style hasn't evolved past their 14 year old lying phase. You mean their grade school lying phase? They failed at a third grade level. Yeah. So instead of picking three favorite quotes, I picked three quotes I hated the most and I did, I, I picked randomly because I hated all of it. I want to start <laughs> on page one, which is page nine chapter one page nine uh where which is funny because there's not eight pages before this page so i picked the very first partial paragraph which is sunday could always go two ways i could either make sure i was well stocked in inventory or it could be a total disaster and i ended up sleeping at the clinic i don't know what that means can either of you tell me what that means <laughs> Can you repeat that? <laughs> I was trying to find it. And then I got caught up because there's a book called My Antifa Lover, which has been suggested to me on my um my Kindle. Can we add that I was to checking our checking that out? It looks promising. <laughs> we'll add it to the list. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, the first quote, I, I put it in the outline, hope you can read that. I don't know what it means. I don't think she knows what that means. 
Sunday could go either ways. It's either dead and nothing happens or it's super busy and everything happens. It doesn't go with inventory. Yeah, but saying you're well stocked doesn't mean anything. No. Like they're two or separate Or it could be a total disaster. Sentences that don't make sense together. And the second quote I hated, I knew the right direction to go. But I had to find a way to question the scary man without tipping him off. I knew personal details I couldn't possibly know. If you knew the right direction to go, why did you have to find a way to question this scary man? Part of the problem with this book <laughs> is that she has all these Mary Sue attributes. Yeah. But uses them not helpfully. And she's also really stupid. She's real dumb. She's stupid, stupid. Okay, my last quote that I hate is from Kimon's perspective. We didn't have a choice. I I hate all these characters. Um, He says, we didn't have a choice. We could fight each other. Or Persephone would die. I'd been her bodyguard (laughs) since she came to the underworld. I never kept her captive here. She wanted to be here. I was protecting her from people who were sympathetic to Demeter and would kidnap her. (laughs) They all say this every time they have a chapter. Everyone says this. Every chapter, and it drives me nuts. Drives me nuts! One of the things that (laughs) I hated about this book was I couldn't tell what character was talking at what time unless they explicitly said, obviously, I'm Demeter! I'm Demeter! Um, Right. Because everybody's personality everybody's like cadence while they were talking was exactly the same their voice is and the same the, um, and i'm here to say persephone's a bitch and maybe's <laughs> my man no 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 demeter no. hates hades <laughs> i'm demeter and i'm here to say persephone's cool and I don't think Hades deserves her. Demeter is Persephone's one of, mom. <laughs> one of the hardest things in this book is that basically every chapter was exactly the same in cadence and in character. What do you even call that? Like personality. Everything was exactly the same. same. And it seemed to me like I was reading an organic chemistry book. I literally fell asleep reading this book. I don't... I've never done that before with books that I like. (laughs) This book was so fucking boring. So, so... Anybody out there who has trouble sleeping, consider this author... It's better than sleeping pills. Put me right to sleep. I consistently stay up until 5, 6 a.m., but not when I read this. Put me right to bed. Just like Zoloft. Oh my god. Why would you need prescription medication when you have this author? (laughs) This is not ASMR time. (laughs) Do that. Do that on your own podcast. Here, listen to this pancake. Listen. Oh, I hate it. sounding. Ew. I am not an ASMR person. 
Like, that stuff does not feel good to me. Well, you know what does feel good? Other, Reading this author's work. You know what else Puts feels, you right to sleep. You know what else feels good, Hope? What feels good, Erin? Other user reviews. <laughs> user reviews, huh? Why don't we get on that? Yeah, I think we all know we don't recommend this book, eh? What did I say? So, under the question, do we recommend this book? No, this book was like bad sex. You expect build-up and climax, but you got nothing but needing a shower and disappointment. And falling asleep. Just like Soloft. It was like the author just left it together and sent it out to be published without really building up the characters. No one has an arc except maybe Demos because he has to fall in love with River so they can fuck. Because even Microsoft Word didn't like the way this was written. The only character development in this book is that they thought River was hot and they wanted to cuddle her. Every single one. Except for the Kraken, he wanted to be... He wanted a naked swim. In the water with her. Yeah, he wanted a naked swim. <laughs> oh, they also called her Side baby effects bird. effects may include death. Warning. <laughs> Caution. Sex may include death. Enjoy your naked swimming. If you like hentai, I think you would really like this book. Bitch, it's hentai! If you like hentai, I think you would really enjoy this book. No, you wouldn't. Because there's no hentai. I know what I've never, I don't know. (laughs) Side effects may include boredom and death. Okay, Hope, what are the other user reviews? What did people... Well, to be fair, most of the user reviews had good things to say about this book for whatever reason. No, it was 50-50. People hated it and were really disappointed in it, or they really liked it for some reason. Probably because they could read it really fast and it's only at about a third grade level. That's true. I didn't read um, it fast. This literally took me the entire two weeks to read this bullshit. Yeah, it was hard to get through um, because it was boring. Um, I'm on my third so wine. The main theme that I saw throughout the Amazon review specifically was <laughs> they either thought that it was a pretty decent book and gave it a good review, what or they agreed. They agreed that it was pretty boring and that they were interested specifically because of the Greek mythology components, but then were seriously let down. And that was the big overarching theme. And also a lot of people pointed out that it sounded like it was written by a third grader. Um, Cool, cool, cool. cool. There was a lot of DNFs. What? Which, if you don't know what that stands for, it stands for did not finish. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> so there was a lot when I was looking through the user reviews. It was like DNF three percent, meaning they read three percent of the book on Kindle and, and did then, not finish. Yeah, <laughs> um, one of the user reviews that we have in here by Tabitha. Mm-hmm. It's two stars, but they clarify it's two point five stars in the review. It says <laughs> misleading cover. <coughs> Did not fit book at all, but it conned me into borrowing it on Kindle Unlimited. 
This story is a rushed job. The plot points just popped out of nowhere. The story was poorly told, and it was all superficial. I don't know about you, but if I found out I had powers, I would try more than just <laughs> one time to make them work. I would keep at it to perfect it all, especially after being abducted and forced into a role of savior of sorts. Just missed the marks and lost common sense. Which we all know. Which I think, I think that fits what we've been saying in a nutshell. Yeah, if I found out that I could talk to dogs, I, animals, I'd be pretty, I'm drunk now. I'm on my third glass of wine. <laughs> I'm like halfway through. That's too much. I'm by myself. I'm not sharing this space with anybody, okay? David's not here to revel with me in my pain. Okay, he's outside enjoying himself, rousers. living his life. As a partner, okay. he gets a he gets an A. He enables my bad behavior. Anyway, I agree. Hope I lost my train of thought because I'm drunk now. Yeah, so I guess I'll correct myself and say it was about fifty fifty on the user review portion of this. Fifty per- percent of people um, have no taste and liked this, um, and fifty percent. Uh, have common sense and disliked it. No offense. I guess what I would want to say to the people who like it is why. Like, what about this do you like? Yeah, what about this book do you actually like? Is it that it was super easy to read? Did you read read it in the five stars really quickly? One more, one more review to just drive it home. One more review. All right, it's a two. Drive it home, hope. Okay. It's a two-star review by Bank Ten Love Two Forty Two. Yep. The title is mediocre Ex- execution, which is understating it. Um, yeah. Can someone please explain what the majority of these reviews are talking about? The writing is simple and mediocre. Characters have no depth nor development. Plot is unstable at best. Everyone magically loves the female main character without hesitation or reason, etc. Description of the setting is non-existent. The only thing we know about her room is that it looks like something out of a fairy tale. And we don't know what kind of castle she's staying in. Hell, we never even got a proper description of what the female main character looks like. I hate when a book has a good premise only to have horrible execution. This was written like a middle school essay. What makes it worse is that the reviews swear up and down that this book is amazing. Like, what? Two stars only because I like the cover art. Who wrote this review? A beautiful, magical person. Thank you for writing this review, a beautiful, magical person. Because this is everything we have been saying. There's no, there's no characters. There's no development. There's no setting. There's no world building. There's no description. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no personality. Uh, in love Anyone. 242, you summed up everything we could have possibly said about this book in a paragraph. We should have just read the outline of the story and then just ended with that. Wouldn't it, it would have been if our podcast was just that person's comment or review on it and that yes. was it <laughs> it'd only be five minutes long and it'd be done hey so pretty much this sums it up um thank you so much for this reviewer uh yeah next week we're gonna read <laughs> so the next book we're reading is called midnight sins which is part of the callahan series book one and it is written by 
Laura Lee. We will talk to you guys next time. Uh, goodbye. Uh, bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Who Wrote This Shit. Our cover art is by our very own Jennifer. The intro and outro music is by Riley Tennyson. The editing is by Aaron and Hope. And you can follow us on Instagram at girlsbook3. If you have book recommendations, feel free to email us at girlsbook3 at gmail.com. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share.